everyone, it's Kikemaro and KG here. That's Dr. Kikemaro and KG for those of you who don't already know. I'm going to be sharing again um, just tips and things that I think you should know if you want to achieve a successful postgraduate. Particularly, I'm going to be referring to a PhD, but I believe it will also apply to masters or MBA or whatever it is um, that you're intending on doing. And this will be the last series on academics. I'm going to be moving on to other areas but if you would like to hear more then please just let me know just comment or write or whatever it is you need to do just let me know and I will answer your questions whether it be in a podcast or whether it be replying directly back to you um so basically what I'm going to be talking about today is how to achieve a successful PhD and really and truly I had to learn this over the course of my PhD but I know that these principles will work for you as well so I've broken it down into three stages so stage one two and three stage one sort of like when you start your PhD the beginning and what you should sort of be doing so um, you've got to understand what your PhD is about so because I'm science-based I would refer to the clinical problem so what is the clinical problem that you're trying to solve and once you fully have come to grasp with that then I would say write a literature review just write a literature review and what that will help you to do is it will help you to familiarize yourself with journals that pertain to the research area you're looking to investigate so start reading up on journals and sort of putting your thoughts together it doesn't matter how it reads at first because what you're trying to do is to get into that mindset of reading journals and being able to critically evaluate journals because in you determining whether or not a journal applies to your work that's a form of critical evaluation and obviously by you reading journals you're going to be finding out methods and approaches that these um, other researchers have taken so that's one of the things that a literature review will help you to do then if it is possible start gathering data Um, I know like for some students it can take a while because you've got to set up and sometimes you've got to get the equipment you might need a specialist import so you might need to get funding for that you might need to wait a bit of time or however long it takes I know that some people are able to start in their first year of gathering data some people it might be their second year and in some cases it might have even been in some people's final year like you know towards the start of their final year so whatever it is if you can start gathering data start putting it together whether it be experimental analysis or it be questionnaires or it be clinical trials whatever it is start gathering data no data is worse than having too much data so it's better you have some data than no data at all Um, then at the end of each academic session um, I know that for my university at the end of each academic year you have to have a presentation where you um, are asked questions and what you've done so far um, or some universities do like a mini viva whereby you're tested on what you have done so far but whatever it is if your university doesn't happen to do it then I will say do it yourself so critically look at your work and evaluate it and ask yourself have you achieved what you were hoping to achieve is your work making sense are you in the are you heading in the right direction so those are very very important to sort of like keep you in, on track and to make sure that you don't get distracted and you don't go off off course um, in terms of what you're supposed to be doing um, attend conferences if you can most most departments have some funding or there's some charities or organizations that are able to fund you um, for 
research or it could be a society um, that your research is affiliated with whatever it is try and go to conferences one you meet other students like yourself and it just you know inspires you as well and you get to meet leading researchers you know at the top of their game giving presentation and you might have an, an opportunity to speak to them ask them questions and who knows you're just building up your contacts you're building up your network because come the end of your PhD you know they could be able to help in sort of getting you employment you just never know where your contacts will lead so um, attend conferences uh, that's very very good Um, also uh, try and get involved in poster competitions so put your work forward whatever work it is you've done today you know put that forward for poster competition one you could win something which is always good and also um, you sort of get in the habit of um, being able to present your work in a condensed um, form on a poster and so it also give you clarity as well because literally you've got to think what's important what should go on what's my what's my selling point what would attract people why am I doing this you know you get to really push yourself and find out what the key areas the key selling points the key areas of interest um, are uh, um, pertaining to your project. Depending on your volume of work, you could take up um, a tutorial position. Um, sometimes at some universities, they have like positions whereby postgraduate researchers, PhD students can um, tutor first years or second years, or I don't know about third years, but first years and second years. So it's sort of like a, a lecturer would have a course or a session and then he may have a workshop associated with that uh, course that he would need uh, help so you just go in there and you uh, teach them basically and it all comes prepared so it's not like you're teaching off the top of your head or you're having to make your own notes you're given what you need to uh, teach so you just read up on it and make sure you understand if you have any questions you ask the lecturer beforehand and then you just go in there and that's also good on your CV because if you're looking on staying in academia um, you could also highlight um, some of the work that you did um, at the university that you're doing your research work. So the second stage, stage two, is for you to basically write another lit review. Now bear in mind your lit review is constantly changing because there's going to be work, new work that's going to be coming out each time. So you've got to keep up to date with information. So writing another lit review would actually help you. And also I must um, tell you, because I hadn't mentioned it earlier, you've always constantly got to be reading papers that are relevant to your research area. Just so if there are new methods that may make you work a bit easier you can find out about them because sometimes um, when you get assessed you will be asked why you did not consider a certain method and it'd be good for you to say oh I did know about that but there were certain limitations or things that I thought wouldn't quite suit my own project so it's good you just have that information also start writing your final thesis I mean if you're looking at finishing in three years then second year start writing your final year thesis the introduction should be pretty much easy for you to write your literary is also the second chapter. Now I will suggest um, that you write in a conventional format. Um, depending on your university, your university may have its own way in which they write um, research thesis. So just check and make sure that you're writing in accordance with um, your university's guidelines. If however your university is a bit more flexible and you can write um, your style of writing is what you choose, then I would suggest a conventional format which is usually introduction, first chapter, second chapter, 
literature review, your third chapter, your materials and methods, your fourth chapter, your experimental analysis or experimental work, your fifth chapter would be your results, sixth chapter, your discussion, um, your seventh chapter will be your conclusion and further work. So if you keep it in that format, it makes it easy um, for someone who doesn't know anything about your work to read it and have a clear direction um, to which you're going, a clear path to which you're going. Um, They have a clear direction, sense of direction and a clear path to the conclusion of your work, which is what you want. You don't want someone being a bit confused and a bit muddled um, about your work. You want them to be clear on your intentions right from the onset. In my case, when I wrote up my work, I sort of followed a paper format, which is quite tricky to do and that worked against me because when I had my exam my Viva exam quite a few of the comments were we didn't get what your thesis was about so basically I was told to rewrite the whole thing again and it was difficult you know I must admit I was in a lot of pain and I was disappointed I did feel like oh my goodness I'm going to have to rewrite the whole thing I lost a little bit of motivation and I was given 12 months in which to rewrite everything again and but thankfully I wasn't asked to do any of my experimental work so that was a plus um so they were happy with all the experimental work i'd done it was just making sure that my story my um outline of my phd or my journey i should say my journey made sense and how i got to the end of my journey made sense so after six months of being upset and throwing a pity party i sort of just said okay suck it up now go and do this thing and get it done so i rewrote the whole thing in a conventional format and i passed the vivo exam so that went well. I will talk to you more about um, what you need to do um, for your Viva exam. Once you've gathered all your data and your analysis are complete, I suggest write it up write it up as you go along it's initially it might be a bit difficult to do but try and get in that habit it's going to save you a lot of pain and plus when you're writing it up if you find anything that's missing any missing gaps you can quickly go and test or gather more data it is better you write up as you go along so that you don't leave everything piling and piling then it becomes a lot of work when you now have to write up and if there are any gaps you never know um you might not be able to get the same type of data or maybe the um, your experimental setup, maybe another team or another department are using it. You just don't want to be caught out. So what I would suggest is write up as you go along. As you're getting your results, write them up and then do the analysis check to make sure that it's heading in the direction you're thinking. And if it isn't, that's not a bad thing. If it isn't, check and find out why and have a valid reason for why it's not going as you hypothesized. And some of the questions that you could ask yourself is that, is this answering the clinical question that I was given? Write an outline of how you achieved this. Whatever results you're getting, write an outline and then write your literature review. So this literature review is the most important um, because this will sort of be going towards your final your final thesis so think about it be deliberate in how you write um this literature review so basically what you then have to do and this is something that i learned i'm sharing with you so your literature review is basically got to be a story so it's got to be a small subsection of your entire thesis in itself so basically why are you doing what you're doing should be the sort of papers that should start off your literature review and then you've got to go 
go on, okay, what other work is sort of out there that applies to what you're doing? And then you've got to look at the materials and methods that have been done. You've got to discuss them. And then you've got to state out of all those methods that you've got, why you chose the one that you're choosing. And you've got to be critical. You've got to evaluate it. You've got to look at the positives and the negatives. Okay. And then decide, despite this limitation, this was why I still went for this because out of X, Y, and Z, this was the best alternative. So you've got to be clear and, you know, be concise in why you opted for the method you went for. And then after you've written about your methods and your approach, then you can then tie it all together and sort of um, talk about why your research is so novel and what it's going to be adding to the general community, whether it be the scientific community or whatever community your research falls into. This will really, really help you. So once your literature review is tight, then you can then use your literature review as a guide in writing all the other chapters like your materials and methods, your um, experimental analysis, your results, your discussion, your conclusion and future work. So critique, another point I must emphasise is critique and evaluate all your references. So whenever you reference someone or work that they've done, critique it, give your own twist. Research area was, uh, was effective or why you didn't agree with something that was said or a statement that was made because at this point in your PhD journey you're meant to be demonstrating the ability to critically evaluate people that you should now be considering your peers oh yes and the other thing I mentioned I forgot to mention is try and get your work published as you go along be the one to get there first because this does two things one it teaches you how to write a technical paper which is very very tricky it's like speaking another language altogether and secondly you be the first one to have sort of introduced that area to the scientific community so that if say at the end of your PhD other research groups have done some work on it you can use your paper as proof to say well yes they may have done it but they did it after me I published this 2018 they've published theirs 2019 so that helps so if you can get your paper published or I mean if you can get your work published so back to critiquing and evaluating your references do you agree with their theory if you do why and if you don't why not how would you have done it how would you have done it differently so these are the things that you must consider when you're writing up your final thesis now stage three so this is where I will be ending my tips on how to successfully achieve a PhD and I do hope that I've been um, of help to someone out there it's not rocket science well pardon pardon the cliche it's not rocket science it's just you've got to change your way of thinking and your approach so whatever you've been doing up until your bachelor's and your master's you've sort of got to change when you're doing a PhD because literally you've got to be your own motivator you've got to inspire yourself you've got to be the one wanting to go and do that work and remember it's for a long time as well it could be three years it could be less or it could be more so you've constantly got to motivate yourself to want to achieve it so that's why it's all different really it's it's not like your undergrad where you could uh get away with um, not pulling your weight you know um, and you could just sort of make it on a PhD you're on your own if you don't put in the work it will show so that's why you have got to be very determined and you've got to remember other people have achieved their PhD successfully why shouldn't you so stage three the best way to prepare for your viva now I'm just going to give you tips on how to prepare for your viva um, some of the tips will be useful and some of them if you're already doing them then yay good on you so um, have a hard copy of your thesis and the reason for that is so that you can make notes 
you can put comments and you can correct anything like maybe you said something and thinking about it that didn't quite read right you can sort of correct that statement you could either point it out to them if you felt you needed to or you could just leave it and then if they did mention it you could then um, tell them that oh you spotted that as well and this is what you actually meant you can sort of correct that statement read your thesis and know it well I don't know how many times you read it but you don't want to overkill because sometimes you know like when you've read something so many times you're just reading but you're not even registering you're not even thinking about it or you're not even critically evaluating anymore once you get to that point just stop have a bit of a break and come back to it like a day a couple of days or a week or a couple of weeks um afterwards so circle or underline any errors or typos a note of them and your your hard copy thesis should basically be full of a lot of markings because trust me there is no perfect thesis that is ever written there's always going to be something you know um that you've missed or um a, a symbol that's missing there's always going to be something so just bear that in mind hopefully at this stage if you've already been critically evaluating all those papers and journals that you've had to read then this won't be a problem you being able to critically look at your work and ask yourself tough technical questions you've got to train yourself because right now you should be at that stage where you're able to do that and hopefully um, you've attended several conferences and poster events where you've met with other people and you've sort of picked up how to ask questions so put yourself in the position of you're the um, you're the critique you're the external examiner and try and ask yourself questions anticipate questions that they may ask and try and give yourself the best answer that is in line with the work that you've done and it should always be back to your work your work should always be the reference point another thing is you should know about and have read journals or papers by leading researchers in your field so know about this because this is important because sometimes you may get asked that question and you may not but it's always good to know ask a friend or family to read your thesis and ask you any questions and that's the best way to know whether or not your thesis makes any sense when somebody that is completely unaware of what you're doing reads your work and can just sort of summarize what it was about that is a fantastic you know a position to be in and say they ask you a question not really understanding your area what your work's about it could also make you think it could make you clearer in your own mind and also you should be able to explain your work to a lay person so if you cannot explain your work to a lay person then you're on sort of tricky ground so don't go so technical that you actually are not able to explain it to anybody on the street be involved in a selection of your external examiner if your institution permits it i know some institutions you can sort of look at examiners that are in your area external examiners and suggest them to your supervisor so after doing this you're actually ready you're in a good position to take your viva exam the date is usually set within the first few months of you submitting your thesis in my university i think it was the date for the viva had to be set within three months of submission so find out from your university how long it is before a date is set the other thing i'd suggest as well is viva is a serious exam and you will be nervous so that's normal however anticipate that you will be nervous and try to put things in place to help you be less nervous such as having a good night's sleep not worrying too much trying not to think too much like trying not to overthink what questions you may be asked oh yes i before i forget try and arrange a mock viva with your supervisor a mock viva just sort of prepares you for unexpected questions i'm not saying that the questions that your supervisor will ask you are necessarily the questions that the external examiner would ask you but it just sort of gets you in that mode that mental framework of okay this is how the um viva exam examination is going to pan out so on the day dress comfortably look smart look decent you don't want to look scruffy um have some water 
water or something to drink it might be a cup of tea um, but have something to drink because sometimes you know your throat can be a bit dry and take your thesis with you which should have all your highlights and your comments a viva could last from anywhere from 40 minutes to over four hours some people say that if it's less time then it means you're good if it's long then it means you're not so good however it might not be the case just know that it could feel like your viva is having a conversation amongst fellow academics there's some viva sessions that people have come out and said oh it just felt like i was having a discussion i was just having a conversation with them and for other people it could feel like an interrogation whatever the situation is just be yourself and make sure you know your work well so i hope with all these tips that i've given you something to sort of take on board and something that's going to help you achieve a successful phd people have done it thousands millions of people have achieved their phd so i don't see why you shouldn't i wish you all the best so this is the end and hopefully i will start a new discussion if you have any questions please contact me i will try and respond or it could be the subject of another podcast thanks for listening (laughs) 